time to wake up. It's Saturday morning. Find some milk and cereal. Grab a bowl and spoon. No, a bigger spoon. Head to the living room and take a seat on the floor. But Joseph and Chris present to you... Saturday Morning Cartoon! Hello everybody and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom. This is a show where we plop down the living room floor with a big bowl of cereal and watch all your favorite cartoons, both old and new. I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. As part three of our four-part Ghostbusters tribute, today we watched Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. But pretty much just Slimer. The show Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters aired from 1988 to 89, created by, well, still Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, if you want to count the original creators of the Ghostbusters, produced by Columbia Pictures Television, Deke Enterprises. This aired for one season, 33 episodes on ABC Network, and actually as part of the Real Ghostbusters, what they did was put it in one giant block of the Real Ghostbusters and then had smaller segments of Slimer follow immediately after it. To make like a whole hour of Ghostbusters goodness, if you want to call it that. Yeah. I don't uh, think you Goodness, could. right. For a short synopsis, episodes feature the Ghostbusters as well as their secretary, Janine. But the main star of the show is their pet ghost, Slimer, who's joined by some new friends and some new enemies. Yeah, that's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a complete lie. Does not star the Ghostbusters and Janine. It stars Slimer, and every once in a while, a Ghostbuster or two might show up. None in the episodes that we saw, to my knowledge. None of them except Janine. That was it. No, None of the actual Ghostbusters showed up in any of the episodes we watched of this one. I'm going to tell you all of the main characters of this show. Slimer is voiced by Frank Welker. That's it. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Slimer is the only real reoccurring character. Pretty much it. Yeah, and it seemed like he was doing Slimer's voice differently. Slimer sounded a lot like Elmo more than he did Slimer from the yeah. original series. And I think it's because Slimer was the only like main character. They had him actually speaking English now, whereas like you might decipher a word or two from the real Ghostbusters cartoon. The Slimer cartoon, he was, you know, speaking in full on sentences, being able to ask questions and answer things, but, you know, kind of goofy like a kid. And then in this weird voice that you're right, it sounded like Elmo from Sesame Street or something. To be honest, there really wasn't all that much marshmallow worthy information out there about this show. There are really zero kind of fun tidbits. The one thing I have is that, in general, the show is considered to be the beginning of the end for the series. That's fun, right? This was the equivalent of the four horsemen showing up. This was death walking up to the door of the Ghostbusters. What memories do you have of this show? I don't know if I remember this show or not. And I know that's a really weird thing to say that I don't know if I remember it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, you know, I really hazily remember seeing an hour of Ghostbusters stuff, which this would have been a part of it, but I don't really recognize any of these, the things that we saw out of this cartoon. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a, you know, I might've seen it, but I probably only paid attention to the real Ghostbusters stuff and probably didn't pay that much attention to this show if I watched it. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
I, I'm glad that I don't remember that much of it, honestly. Yeah, I, I guess I'm in the same boat, but surely, I mean, this was our childhood. We grew up with this show as well. We were probably about three or four when this was airing. So, I mean, my my memories are vague from back then anyway, but I would think I would remember this because I remember the real Ghostbusters distinctively. This thing, I don't know if I just avoided it or blocked it out of my mind or what happened. Right. But yeah, I don't have any memory of this whatsoever. And thank the almighty Gozer for that, because <laughs> this was this was not great. And, yeah. But I don't want to waste my abundance of powerful complaint energy in this section. So let's go ahead and jump into the episodes that we watched. The very first episode, the highest rated episode, and finally, a random listener chosen episode. The order may vary depending on how these episodes fall chronologically. But of course, we have to start with the very first episode, which was Dr. Dweeb, I presume. Season one, episode one. Already, from the title, you can tell this is not going in a good direction. When you see the name Dr. Dweeb as a character slash title of the episode, no good will come of this. Yeah, it's not even that that was his nickname or something. That was his actual name. Oh, yeah, that's one thing also. I want us to try our best not to swear at this cartoon because I'm sure there will be plenty of it. But if we do, I would like our filter to be slime. Just use that in place of any curse word you might use. All right. I will do my best. Yeah. Like I sliming slimed this show. Okay. What would that translate as? Doesn't matter. So I, I guess a short synopsis of this episode really. Okay. So first off, these episodes are only seven minutes long. So they're not a huge investment. Yeah. But. What happens is Janine decides to take Slimer with her for a doctor's appointment for some reason and has him wait in the (laughs) the waiting room. Her one rule is that he behaves and stays in place. But of course, that's not going to happen. With all that on top of it, as the title suggests, Dr. Dweeb, who is apparently Slimer's arch enemy, is after him this whole episode as well. Just to point out real quick, Dr. Dweeb's gadgets are terrible. They are the worst <laughs> ghost catching gadgets I've ever seen. These gadgets are put to shame by the Filmation Ghostbusters gadgets. Those gadgets were way more useful. Dr. Dweeb has like a bear trap and a plunger. Yeah, he's got a, a gun that fires a plunger on a rope. Slimer is made of ectoplasm. Like it's not none of that would even affect him, really. I know we've seen Slimer pass through walls and stuff. What? Why would you assume a plunger? Oh, man, this plunger, that's what's going to get a ghost that can pass through walls. He can't pass through plungers, could he? Good Lord. Okay, this is the worst thing I can say about this show is the fact that it's aimed towards kids in the worst way possible. It dumbs it down to the point where I don't even think kids could enjoy this show. Right. And obviously they didn't because it tanked hard. Yeah. It alienated the older viewers and it just basically insulted children's intelligence. I have been in a hospital environment before and this waiting room for the doctor's office. This does not look like a doctor's office waiting room whatsoever. It looks like they're in the hallway of some wing of an actual hospital where they just happen to put two chairs and that's what Slimer's <laughs> sitting on. I mean, it does not it is not a doctor's waiting room at all. It's like she literally is like walking through the wing of a hospital or something. So that was kind of weird. And I don't know why they even went that way. It would have been easier for them to do like a waiting room than that environment. I don't know. It was more like somebody drew a background from Scrubs. 
versus <laughs> like an actual waiting room. So I don't know. I, that kind of confused me. I'm not sure. And that's a really stupid and weird thing to nitpick at. But it, it prefaces everything else that I'm going to say about the show is like, why did they make that decision? Like, where did that come from? What was the point? Yeah, there was that. And then what was up with like all the women in this show, with the exception of Janine, where they're like these bulky, strong, or at least this one <laughs> character that we see twice. Yeah. Is, she's the the nurse, I guess. Is she a receptionist here? I think she's a receptionist. She was supposed to be a nurse slash receptionist at the same time. Okay. So she was that, but she is gigantic. She is like Hulk in women's <laughs> form. Yeah. Not She-Hulk, because she is not, like, a thin muscular. She is... Like Rob Liefeld drew her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was so... Um, And drew her like a guy instead of a woman. But every character in this show, aside from Slimer, is kind of... Not really stereotype, but, like, it's, it's like a caricature of a stereotype in the worst possible way. Yeah. So you've got a nurse. So they're like, okay, we have a nurse. Let's make her scary. Let's make her big and intimidating. Let's have her yell the entire time. And that's what they got. They got this giant muscular woman just screaming at everything, just super angry and (laughs) like irate for no reason. She also, and I know it's weird to say before I even say it, but Realism is completely out the window on this altogether because yeah. just basic proportions. What happens to the the woman eventually is in trying to capture Slimer, Dr. Dweeb accidentally, I guess, shrinks her down to size into the form of a, a serving tray. So she's all squished up in there. So already you're like, OK, well, this would have never happened in a real Ghostbusters. Like those aren't human proportions. She would be crushed. <laughs> And so (laughs) like you see just the direction that this goes where it's just complete wacky antics and not the funny kind, just a really dumb kind. Yeah, this was done like way more in the style of Tom and Jerry than the real Ghostbusters cartoon that we're used to. It sounds weird comparing real Ghostbusters to something realistic, but I mean, at least they're drawn in a realistic kind of way and live in a realistic kind of environment where this is like the complete opposite where, you know, someone could get smashed by an anvil and look like an accordion for a split second and have like little birds flying around their heads. Absolutely. It's like that kind of cartoon basically is what they went for here. Oh man. Yeah. It's just weird to put that in the same block with a cartoon with the same characters, but that's a completely different style. It's just so weird. I don't understand why they would, uh, I was like, if they're going to do this, I would definitely have separated them and put this like really early in the morning for the little kids, have the real Ghostbusters, you know, an hour or so later and not put them together because that just makes it weird. It's just a bad juxtaposition of these elements. And it really, I think it cursed the real Ghostbusters as well. Like what do I even say? The rest of the episode is it's it's nothing really. Slimer gets away, obviously. Yeah, there's no like real point in even talking about like what took place. Because it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, and it's not really coherent. It's like the There's woman no get, continuity. The woman gets squished inside of the plate thing, and, and then beats up Doctor Dweeb. Yeah, beats up Doctor Dweeb. Okay, can I ask a question? Why is Doctor Dweeb even there trying to catch Slimer? We don't know. Yeah. 
Supposedly, he's a mad scientist and he wants to do tests on Slimer, but he's not a paranormal scientist at all, obviously, because there's no way his traps would work in the first place. Yeah, I mean, even if he if he wants Slimer for tests, it's just like, why? Why do you want him for tests? What are you? What's your plan? What are you doing? Yeah. We don't know. They didn't explain anything. He just shows up and he's like talking to his little pink dog, Elizabeth, who Elizabeth seems to hate him as much as I do. The voice acting was terrible, too. The voice acting was bad. The anime. Oh, the animation. Let's talk about that for a awful. second. Animation was really bad. It was really sloppy. That's the best way I think I could describe it is it looked like someone just threw this thing together as fast as possible so they could check a box on the network schedule just to be like, yeah, we got it done. You know, yeah, I do. I hired my nephew to do it real quick. Now we have a show. It was bottom of the barrel stuff all around. Sounded bad. Looked bad was bad. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into the next episode that we watched, which was Monkey See, Monkey Don't, season one, episode 10, where Slimer tries to teach a monkey some tricks, but the monkey doesn't listen. That's not at all what happened. That Yeah, that didn't happen at all. He didn't try to teach the monkey anything. No, I don't know why that's the synopsis. Because they deemed this not worthy of watching and they just took a guess. Yeah, and they, they were so wrong. They're like, no, we're not watching this slime. So Slimer's out with his friend, I think Rudy was this guy's name. By the way, Rudy, that sliming son of a slime. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying really hard not to curse. Uh, He has overthrown Doc as the worst character of all time. This guy is a piece of slime. He talks (laughs) like an idiot. Doesn't make any sense. Just everything that comes out of this guy's mouth makes me want to like just reach my hands into his mouth and rip all of his teeth out i know like what the slime were they thinking it was (laughs) so rudy i don't know how he relates to this show at all or if he's just a random guy in one episode but supposedly he's slimer's friend they go for hot dogs and slimer gets his with the works hot dogs are 75 cents but he gets his with the works which is like everything And so the guy tries to charge him another 75 cents. And instead of just, you know, paying the difference, Rudy's like, well, what can we do? We have to make 75 cents. It's 75 cents. Come on. Yeah, really. Rudy. Stingy. You're a terrible friend. So he's like, I think they tried to make him kind of like the Fonz in a way by the way that he talks. I don't know exactly what they're going for. He would be like, there's one line where I think he says... Like he calls Slimer his main man and then basically says the same thing again, like twice in a row. He's like, my main man, Slimer, my man. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) Go home. He's wearing like a letterman's jacket and he's got a little bit longer hair and he's just a piece of garbage. I wonder if he he was supposed to be one of the younger Ghostbusters. I don't think so, because the other one, the the young ones that came later in that the other show are like super young. No, I didn't. I didn't see that one. Okay, they're like kids. Yeah, I don't know where this guy came from and wherever he came from. I hope he goes back and stays there and dies. Oh, yeah, definitely. So the monkey portion of this is just there's a guy on the street with a, a trained monkey who's, you know, taking tips and playing some music. And the monkey is also pickpocketing the people who walk by. So they've got a little scheme going on. Then Slimer and Rudy decide, oh, here's how we can make the money. We're going to do a monkey show, too. But Slimer, you have to turn into a monkey. And so 
Slimer becomes Rudy's monkey. They pull out this stupid machine that has like a good switch and a bad switch on it. It pretty much just looked like a propane grill with like a (laughs) rocket stuck on the side. Yeah, where they got this, I don't know. And why that plays music, I have no idea. There's no explanation. It's just there. And why it has a switch for bad music is an even better question. Who knows? None of these questions have answers. They do this and then, I don't know, the guy is trying to sabotage their ring because this is his turf. He grabs a cop and he's like, hey, that's a monkey over there and uh, monkeys are illegal or something. I don't know. He didn't have a permit. A permit. So he's like, yeah, you gotta go arrest him. So the cop goes over there and Rudy's like, no, he's a ghost. Here's a book. And the cop's like, oh yeah, that is <laughs> oh, a yeah, ghost. yeah, that's pretty the, much a ghost. It has a picture of Slimer in it and it says ghost. <laughs> and then... They're like, that's a monkey. And he goes back across the street to the actual guy with the monkey. And he's like, no, that's not a monkey. That's a dog. I'm like, are cops really this dumb? Like, is that what they're going for? And then he has to pull out the book with the picture of a monkey. And he's like, see, monkey. He's like, oh, okay." And this was what was weird, too, is I didn't understand this. The monkey was the one that was pickpocketing people. Right. And I'm, you know, I assume that he is partners with this guy because he hands the money to the guy. The guy puts it away. Right. But when the cop comes over, the monkey totally turns on this guy and is like, yeah, I'm totally a monkey. You should arrest this dude. And like gets his owner arrested. Yeah. I'm like, what? Why? Ah. It was all his idea. Yeah. The monkey totally sold him out. There's no rhyme or reason to this whatsoever. Like, I I don't understand why that happened. I mean, if we're going to take it that direction, I don't understand why this show happened in general, but. (laughs) Right. But monkey see, monkey don't. Did he ever get the money for his hot dog? I don't even think they resolved that portion of it. I I don't think I think it ended without him getting any money or seeing the hot dog guy again. It's just like the first episode. There's just no resolution. There's no satisfactory resolution. You you don't leave feeling like, okay, I like how this ended up. You leave the episode going, oh, well, at least one of the two criminals got caught. Yeah, now the monkey's going to start a crime ring. Uh, it's just it's just bad. He's going to start his own street gang. And Slimer owes someone money, so Slimer's going to end up going to this monkey for a loan, and Slimer's going to get in too deep. He's going to get his knees broken. Uh, it's not yeah. going to be good. That was season two. Luckily, they didn't get that far. Oh, yeah. did We chose this episode, right, because of the yes. name? Yes. Okay. Do you regret that decision? Yes. <laughs> I, re- I regret this entire show. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is awful. Yeah, it's a flaming pile of slime. That's and for like sure. I said, uh, if you guys have listened to our other episodes, there is an episode called Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers where I crowned this character, Doc, the worst cartoon character I've ever seen. And Rudy has now taken the mantle. So I think I feel <laughs> like I need to, you know, keep track of these guys and like I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on how it progresses, if who's overthrown who for the worst character ever created. The title of worst character ever. Right. So right now, Rudy is top tier, followed really closely by Doc. Yeah, it's funny looking back at episodes that we have watched when you see something this bad and you're like, wow, nothing has been near this. I would right. I would bump everything up at least a half a point after watching this show, even the shows <laughs> that I rated poorly. 
Rocket yeah. Power was a masterpiece compared to this. And that is saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, we, we'd have to like have a scale of 100 to rate all these accurately, you know? Yeah, this would still get the same score, I'll tell you that. <laughs> all right, well, let's move on to the last episode that we watched, which was Show Dog Showdown, season one, episode 26. We chose this because it was a second highest rated episode. The first highest rated episode was actually the first episode, and we have to watch three because we like torturing ourselves. For a short synopsis of this one, Slimer takes one of his dogs to the dog show and ends up feuding with a rival dog. That does not tell the story at all. These are the worst synopses that I've read for this entire show. Question, who the slime is this dog? They don't explain where this dog comes from. (laughs) The description at least said Slimer's dog. I think it's weird that a ghost owns a dog. I find that very hard to believe. I don't think that's his dog. Where did this freaking dog come from? Yeah, I don't feel like that's his dog. I feel like it's one of his many friends who just drop in for one episode and then are never seen again. We don't even know the dog's name. Yeah, I don't think we did ever hear it. I don't think so. It's just dog. He was one of those uh, Scottish Terriers, wasn't he? Yeah, it looked like that little thing from, wasn't there one of those in Lady and the Tramp? Yeah, exactly. He was drawn kind of like that. Like, I mean, he looked pretty much just like that. What did they want again? Like, what were they after? (laughs) Okay. They really wanted some deli food, deli that, meats. That's what it was. But they had so to like And yeah, again, Slimer has no money, so he has to his idea this time is to go win $100 by participating in a dog show and using this terrier, this unnamed terrier in order to do so. For one, if you can just walk into a dog show and just be like, "Hey, I'm going to compete." That's some low standards for that dog show. Two, if the the grand prize is a hundred bucks, that's not the kind of dog show you want to go to. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like if your if your dog doesn't have like the mange, you are guaranteed to win. He takes him to this show. Okay, one thing also is throughout all these episodes, nobody seems to react to Slimer at all. Like everybody's just being like, ghost. oh, you know, little green ghost. That's cool. Like we see this all the time. Nobody's scared. He's fine everywhere. He might as well not even be a ghost at this point. Slimer could be replaced with anything. He doesn't use any ghost powers. He doesn't do anything ghost-like. He's green and he floats. That's it. It doesn't make any sense. They go into this dog show and it's being led by this. I guess this was supposed to be what they thought a French guy was like because he had a French accent. And of course, they're like, "Okay, who do we know that's French? Oh, um, uh, wasn't that Napoleon guy French? Yeah, that guy was French. Okay, let's draw a really short guy. Let's make him kind of tubby. Let's give him crazy hair. (laughs) I don't know what the hair thing came from. He had hair like taller than himself, but I don't know. It was stupid. I can't even, okay, Dr. Dweeb comes into this episode as well. Yeah. So does that really big woman, the really strong nurse. What was she in this one? I can't remember. I think she was just another like participant or something with the dog there. Maybe, or maybe a judge or something. One of those. I don't remember. It doesn't even matter. No, none (laughs) none of this matters. None of the sliming matters. Yeah. Also, like I, I noticed in this show, every character that isn't a friend of Slimer's is a jerk like any just regular everyday person in this cartoon is an absolute jerk yeah the judges the guy running the thing the nurse anyone he runs into just a complete waste of human being as much as i loved slimer from the real ghostbusters this was not what i wanted this is not what more slimer should be oh and how's this one resolved Uh, at least we do get kind of a resolution in this one but 
Dr. Dweeb goes in, brings Elizabeth, enters Elizabeth, and they do some tactics to get all the other dogs out of there. So it just comes down to Slammer and his dog and Dr. Dweeb and Elizabeth. And once again, the animal betrays the master and Elizabeth ends up betraying Dr. Dweeb, chases after him to bite him or something. And because he's the last dog standing, Slimer's friend gets the money and then they go buy a bunch of food. Yeah, that's it. That's the episode. And it doesn't, and like the judges and the the guy that's running this whole shebang, it almost doesn't even seem like it registers that every other animal and person left the building. It's like they don't even recognize that fact that that happened. They just present the award to them like they they won it fair and square. Like, oh, you earned this. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's like he earned it. They they didn't react to anybody running out. They weren't just like, well, since there's nobody else here, they were just like, wow, good job. You won. Hooray. Yay. All right. Well, I think it's about time for us to free our inner kids from Dr. Dweeb's poorly designed ghost bear traps and see what they thought of Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. All right, you little ghost. Slimer is one of my favorite characters, and even though this cartoon didn't make any sense, and it was really silly, it reminds me of of Tom and Jerry and the Looney Tunes, and that's why I like it. But hang on, I have a note I'm supposed to read. Dear younger me, this show was... Oh, I can't read this word. I'll get in trouble. Terrible, and you should feel terrible for liking it. So you're going to rate it one bowl of garbage out of five... Or I will swear off pizza forever. P.S. In about a year, you're going to go to a garage sale with your friend Joe and find Uncanny X-Men number one and two in a pack for 10 cents. He will take number one and give you number two because you are too nice to do anything about it. Punch him in the, uh, I can't say that word either, face and take number one. Sincerely, future you. Okay, I guess that's my thing. I guess it's one out of five because I still like pizza. So, Joseph's turn. Ah, audible sigh. In truth, this spinoff could have actually worked. Had they remained true to the comical, heroic Slimer that we grew to love from the first few seasons of the real Ghostbusters, everything would have been fine. However, what we're left with is this sloppy, unfunny, poorly animated catastrophe that insults everything our slimy green friend represents. It's not for kids. It's not for adults, it's barely even fit for eyeballs. I give this one bowl of cereal whose milk is way past expiration out of five, and I highly recommend that any Ghostbuster fans steer clear of this stinker. The end. P.S. Slimer, I still love you. It's not your fault. Actually, you have a really good point there, little Joe. I would love to talk about whose fault this is, if we have the time for it. Go ahead. Whose fault was this? I'm curious too. So real quick, we're going to take a trip back in time to last week's episode. So the one downfall of this podcast is we don't have the time to watch more than three episodes. So our opinions are based uh, around that. So since the last episode, we only saw episodes that were in the first two seasons. We didn't see the later seasons where things got kind of bad. So there were seven seasons total. We only saw things in the first two. So there's a lot we didn't see. We found out that with the changing of the voice cast that we did know about, we talked about all these other huge changes kind of came with it, not for the better. And uh, there was a lot of drama going on behind the scenes of this show that sabotaged. It basically leads to this show and what happened. The writer, J. Michael Straczynski, says himself that they were at the time they were the number one show on the network. 
And even so, the network brought in a consultant group. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see it. Called Q5 (laughs) that said they could fix the show. He's like, why they think they can fix it? I don't know, because there's nothing wrong with it. This group comes in. It it turned out later that they didn't actually do any research. They didn't actually have any focus groups or study groups or anything like that. They based everything off of what they thought a kid's television show should be like using their own common sense. So there's no basis for their decisions. They came in, they want to change like a lot of the characters. So they're like, okay, we're going to make defined roles for the Ghostbusters. That included Winston being labeled the driver. So you got the other three Ghostbusters with these very distinct roles. You've got like, you know, the guy that's good with his hands. You've got the the brainiac. We've got the mouth of the team. Then we got the driver. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, kind of fishing itself. But then they they go for Janine. And oh, my gosh. So they, they said she was too abrasive in an actual document from this group, Q5. They say that Janine is too slutty. Like, really? I wouldn't say slutty at all. No, not at all. So they they forced the creators to change her clothing. They changed her glasses from the pointed ones to the round ones because they said kids are afraid of sharp objects. They said she needed to be more motherly. So it completely changed her personality. So she wasn't like the fiery, sarcastic lady anymore. Now she was just really nice and helpful and motherly. They got rid of the accent because they didn't like the accent. And instead of just asking the current voice of Janine to do the non-accent, because that lady doesn't have an accent in real life. She could have just been normal. They just fired her and brought someone else in. Oh, man. It gets even better. So then they're also like, hey, um, what do kids want to see on TV? They want to see other kids. Not necessarily true. So then they were forced to write in some little kids in the show. And that's we got the junior Ghostbusters. That was a whole nother can of worms. It was just awful. They also got rid of the animation studio that was doing it. And they sent the animation to somebody else. So it lost the style. Pretty much everything started to change. And then they're like, oh, and kids love mascots. Usually it's a dog. You think of things like Scooby-Doo or stuff like that. That is uh, Slimer in the show. Let's push Slimer to the forefront, even to the point where in the title screens, when it would say the real Ghostbusters, Slimer would come out and write his name and slime above it, even though the show was still called the real Ghostbusters. So they just were pushing Slimer. Basically, the writer of the show, J. Michael Straczynski, who is a phenomenal writer, he does so much great television, so many good comics, says, if, if this is what you guys are doing, I'm going to quit. And they're like, we're doing it. So he quit. And the show tanked. The ratings just fell through the floor. They begged him to come back. He finally did, as long as he said, as long as I get to do the show the way I want to. And even though they agreed, they still gave him a lot of crap when he came back because there was things they wouldn't let him do. They fought him over Janine some more because he was trying to change her back and they were trying to say, no, you can't. There's a lot of back and forth. So her look throughout like a season or two changes a lot to the point that they had to address it in the show by saying there was some sort of person controlling her that changed (laughs) her personality and all kinds of stuff because it had changed so much it was too noticeable gosh it's just crazy like the amount the network screwed with these guys yeah and a show that was perfectly fine that was doing incredibly well and they had to mess with it they had to mess with it 
What season was this that started? I think it started sometime after season two, but I'm not entirely for sure at what point. But man, it's just, you know, it had to have come later because I don't think it would have lasted that much longer. Though, I mean, he did, Straczynski did come back. So maybe that's what saved the show. But I mean, they went from being the number one show to being like off the map. It was that dramatic of a downfall. Another thing that I thought was funny, and this happened after he came back, and this just shows the stupidity of the network and how much they were screwing with everything. So he wanted to mention this book. He was trying to mix a little bit of H.P. Lovecraft in with the show. Nice. You guys know Lovecraft. I mean, that's that's a pretty smart thing to do because there's so much Lovecraft out there that his writings have become kind of a mythos that, you know, sometimes the line between what's true and not is kind of blurred. And some people think some of this stuff is real. It's definitely not. I mean, come on. But the network thought some of the stuff that Lovecraft wrote for some reason was real. So he wanted to mention the book, The Necronomicon. It's also mentioned in things like, you know, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, stuff like that. So they were like, absolutely not. That's an occult book. We cannot put that in a children's television show. And Straczynski's like, no, it's not. It's not even real. (laughs) It was something that Lovecraft referenced in many of his different stories to tie them all back together into one universe. Kind of like, you know, think of like Marvel's cinematic universe right now. The Avengers or say Phil Coulson tied them all together. Phil Coulson was basically the Necronomicon in this instance. So it's just a thing. It was a made up thing that Lovecraft used. And Straczynski's like, oh, that'd be cool if we could reference that because it's Ghostbusters. It's something that's creepy and occulty. That would be really cool. We'll do it in this fun way. And they're like, no, you can't do that. It's like the epitome of invoking the name of Satan. Oh, man. Oh, God, you guys are just freaking morons. Like they thought it was a real book. And he was just like, show me your research on that. And of course, they had nothing. But anyway, all those terrible decisions are what led to us getting this show, Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters, is these horrible decisions built up until they're like, okay, we we want to keep pushing Slimer. We want to do these different things than what Straczynski wants. Let's make another show and just tie it into this hour block. That's how we got this piece of slime and crap <laughs> that we watched for this week. It was because of all these stupid network decisions, and they should feel bad. <laughs> they should feel bad. If anybody listened to this, I'm sorry. And please, if you take anything away from this, let it be that you should never watch this show. Not even out of curiosity. Yeah, no, don't. don't. Just trust us. If you never trust anything else we say, trust that you don't want to see this show. It will scar you. All it did was make me think less of the Ghostbuster franchise. It was a stain exactly. on the franchise. It really was. I felt like it took something away from the ghost. Like we have the high, the Ghostbusters on this really high pedestal. Like Ghostbusters are awesome. Yeah, Ghostbusters season one and two were perfect. I should have left it there. I should have been like, wow, this is the best cartoon ever. And then we go here and we're like, oh, God, it turned. This is what it turned into. Come on. Why? Why would you do that? So you heard a lot of my final thoughts. So what about you, Joseph? Uh, I I mean, that was kind of my final thoughts on it, too. Just chaining off of that was that I'm pleading to the listeners not to watch this show. Just trust it is bad. It is bad. You don't need to watch it. It's not fulfilling at all. You're not going to be pleased after any episodes. It's going to leave you disgruntled a little bit, as you can tell by the way that we are this episode. I don't know. There is no 
sliming reason for this. So just pretend it doesn't exist. That's what I'm going to try to do and move on with your life. I feel like the only audience this show would have would be like toddlers, like little kids that just want to see a funny cartoon and not they don't need to understand things. They, they, they can't even register things yet. Yeah. Right. The the problem is that's not who they aimed it at. They aimed this at the same group that was watching the regular show. And I mean, if you this is super nerdy, but if you go back and read anything about what they were trying to do at the time and stuff like that, they purposely were not targeting just kids. They were purposely targeting adults also. And then they gave us this crap. So obviously they honestly lost complete sight of what their audience was. So like I said, a little kid, like three years old, might enjoy this. But anyone older than that and any Ghostbusters fan is going to hate it. I mean, just absolutely hate it. Absolutely. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Well, listeners, it looks like our milk supply has now run dry. So it's time for us to say goodbye. And next week, we'll be watching The Extreme Ghostbusters. And this is part four, the last part of our four-part Ghostbusters tribute. And hopefully it's going to make up for this stinker. Yeah, I'm hoping this redeems us. We'll see. But once again, I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. And we'll see you next Saturday. Presented by NerdSloth. A place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdslot so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdslot.com.